Hey guys. Hiya loves. Hiya love. I'm Gabs and this is my girlfriend Soph. Hello. We are your hosts. Welcome to Queer Podcast where we hear all things queer. We bring you the best of all the coming out stories. The good, the bad, the ugly and the outright hilarious. This is the content that we wish we had during our closeted years. So stay tuned for our weekly episodes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> welcome back to Queer Podcast. I love episode five. <gasps> we're on five already. Mm-hmm. And we've got our first guy on the show. Yes. So yes, Danny the Legend is on the show, who is a lover of Spice Girls and Girls Aloud, fresh out the womb, singing and dancing. He talks about his hardships at school and how a certain family member stuck their oar in where it was not bloody welcome. Shit. Oh my God. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Take it away, Danny. Here's Here's Danny. Here's Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Danny. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Lovely. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. We're looking forward to hearing your story. Yes, I'm excited. Um, How are you two? Both okay? Yeah, good. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Doing well. Good. You're the first man that we've got on the podcast. Oh, I feel privileged. (laughs) You are. It's an (laughs) honour. Well then, Danny, where does it start? Tell us about your coming out story and how it was for you. Um, so my coming out story is um, quite a like 360 kind of story. So it was kind of like I was in probably just the end of primary school. And um, I think I knew from about nine, ten, but I knew in a way of I wasn't interested in girls. But, you know, when you're that young, you don't process it in a sexual nature. It's more just, oh, I don't, I don't talk about girls the way the other boys do. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. more of a holding hands yeah. kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, about nine, ten, and then I really got into like your, your Spice Girls and your Bewitch. And they were like, yeah. If, if you're older, you'll know. Yes. That so I was like a proper girl power Spice Boy, um, Spice and then boy. I kind. <laughs> but um, at that age, you're really innocent, aren't you? So I used to go to school being like, yeah, I like the Spice Girls. There was no issue. Yeah. Um, and it was only when I got to secondary school, about year eight, that. I realised that to a lot of people, that's not what boys do. Yeah. Um, like I used to go in front of the telly and dance to the music videos, but that wasn't an issue to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I got to secondary school in year eight, I started to get quite badly bullied because oh, no. I wasn't like the other boys. I didn't play football. Yeah. I didn't tumble in the mud or talk about pretty girls. And that's when I started to have the circle moment of, oh, the carefree, happy boy that I was. I'm kind of now doubting. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think when I was like 13, I properly knew then, okay, I don't find girls attractive in that way in the slightest. Um, But I had that moment of like, well, I can't also be gay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then because I was getting so badly bullied, it kind of made me go into myself. So then I became subconscious of the things I liked and the things that I was into, I tried to kind of mould myself to what you were supposed to be at school. The stereotype, yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, I remember once, this is a story that I'll never forget. And it kind of, this is what really like made me go into myself. We were doing IT lessons and I was never actually doing the IT work. Come on, who was? I know. <laughs> I remember just looking uh, at pictures of... <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that shit. used to go on the next website and look at pictures of the boy models. Don't know why, because I was a big fat lesbian, but you know what? <laughs> Still looking at like these random pictures, not doing what anything. Was she? <laughs> you were maybe doing what I was doing and trying to look at what you were supposed to look at. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, yeah, it was, I was on the laptop in IT and I was, this was around like teenage years. So I was at this point, Spice Girls had been and gone. It was now Girls Aloud for me. Oh, yes. Yes, a bit of Girls Aloud. So I was looking at pictures of them on, on the Google as you do. And I remember I got caught, not by a teacher, but by some boys in the class. And oh, I got no. ripped to shreds. Oh. To the point of like for weeks it went on. Ah, he was looking at girls aloud. And back, like looking at it now, I think I could have been looking at them in a fancy way. Yeah. 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 Obviously, because I was quite camp and such, I got so much abuse that, oh. that then really made me go into myself. And then on the odd time, I'd get a little slap or, no. you know, like the bullying got quite bad. And I'd never get booked oh. for the football team. So, in a long story short, that kind of made me go really into myself. Then when it came to leaving school, I had the idea that liking girly things and asking for Barbies for Christmas and that was wrong. Like, mm -hmm. that wasn't a thing that boys, you were kind of gross. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then it all changed when I went, I did um, performing arts, musical theatre after I left school. Yeah. And I got engrossed into this world and I was like, oh my God, like people can be... Yes, out there yeah. and you can jump around and it's not you're a weirdo um, that's amazing so that gave me a bit of confidence and then I came out to my one of my best friends from school mm -hmm. and it's so weird isn't it when you tell that first person because it's almost like it becomes real yeah it's almost like when you do a number two it's like it's a release <laughs> <isn't> it? yeah. <laughs> oh my god I've been holding that like, in for so long yeah. I feel I feel lighter <laughs> Yeah, and even just telling one person, you feel like you can skip down the road. It's crazy. Yeah. So I told her, but that was still, you know, when you tell one person, then the next day you're like, oh my God, what if she tells someone? Mm, yeah. And you go back into yourself. But yeah, I think doing performing arts made me see that there was eccentric people that had pink hair and, do you know what I mean, that didn't care. And yeah, I was like, how oh, these people themselves. are. Yeah. yeah, you could thrive. Yeah, at that time, you're like, is that okay? And then you think, yeah, it is. Like, so that gave me a push. And then as I got older, I started to go back to the carefree child and I started to grow with confidence. But then it's always that thing, isn't it? Like when I've listened to other people say, it's the telling your family that is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask, um, you know, obviously through your school and days and you like Girls Aloud, Spice Girls and that, obviously you would have been like that at home as well. What was your mum and dad like? Well, um, at the time, you've, I felt like I was hiding it very well. Like, I used to dance uh -huh. around to the songs in my room, but you feel like you're kind of hiding it. But looking back, you clearly wasn't. Yeah. Oh, they know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they say, don't they? Like, I think my parents always knew. I just mm -hmm. think that they never wanted to approach it. And now looking back, they do say to me, which now I look at it as quite wrong, that when I was really little, obviously I used to play with Barbies and push prams and their family, my mum's family used to say to her, he's going to be gay. But obviously when your child's like five, six, that's not what's processing in your mind. No. So I think they always knew, but they just kind of ignored it. So yeah, mm -hmm. when I left college, I was kind of getting my confidence back and I told a few more friends and I was kind of being myself, but not at home fully. Um, and then this is where it gets a little bit dark because basically one of my um, cousins, she 
took it upon herself to at a barbecue. I wasn't at this barbecue um, to interrogate my mum about the fact that she'd never asked me that I was gay. And my mum didn't tell me this till a year or so later, but she the whole party she kept on like, if you was a good mum, you would ask him. Unbelievable. Yeah, so that kind of put the seed in my mum's head of like, you do have the doubt, you know, like maybe I should ask them. Maybe, you know, it gives you that seed of doubt. So then a year or so later, we were both, me and my mum were just sat um, watching the telly and she just turned to me. And you know, when someone asks you, but they don't ask you as in a, a solid question, she just said to me, um, I just wanted to like, I just wanted to ask why you've never had a girlfriend. So she went like around, which yeah. was sweet, because obviously she didn't want to put me under that pressure if I wasn't ready to say um, yeah. It gives me kind of a way out. But I literally, in that moment, you know, when you don't need to think about it, you just reply without processing it. So I literally just said, because I'm gay. Yeah. And looking back, I'm like, wow, but at the time, I'm so glad it just came out. Because if yeah. I had processed it, I would have thought of a lie. Mm-hmm. I would have just said I was shy around girls or something. But it just came out. Did you get that, like, just had a poo moment? <laughs> yeah, but like a, a proper, proper poo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know you have that moment and then the second let you have that moment of oh wow yeah. i've just yeah. said it yeah um and then did that just come out of me <laughs> yeah did i just say that that was like one of them poos you don't plan <laughs> <laughs> oh god i can't wait to like pick the title for this one coming out felt like a poo <laughs> um so yeah she was literally like it's fine like there wasn't even a shred of any questions or she was like absolutely and then we had the chat you know when parents say they knew mm-hmm. but she was great and then she told my dad for me because my dad's a bit more lad's lad yeah. um, and when she told him he had no problem and then a few days later we had a good chat about it and then I told my sister and that and then yeah it was since then it's just been yeah there's never been any issue but it's just that like full circle isn't it of being that carefree kid to then being that trap child to now yeah. like People say to me now, you're so confident, mm. you'll chat to anyone. And I think for me, that's because for so many years, I was forced to not be myself because of other people. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, I think when you come out, it gives you that freedom, doesn't it? Mm. Oh my goodness, yeah. definitely. I mean, you know, it highlights what we've talked about in a previous episode about school and how hard it is because kids are just so mean sometimes. They can like be, yeah. the judgment, the picking on people and that is just God, I think the education coming from their parents maybe of like accepting people just isn't there, is it? But yeah, yeah, it's so hard in school. And one of the girls that we just spoke to, her message was, you know, wait till it's the safe time for you or whatever, you Mm. know, to come out because school for her as well was really hard. Yeah, and I think back then, I'm 28 now. So back then, it also wasn't as forward as it is now. Like now, obviously, you've got social media, which is a good and a bad thing. But I think it's good in a sense you see many different people and shows like RuPaul's Drag Race. <gasps> oh my love God, RuPaul's yes. Drag Race. Yes, we love it. But like kids watch that now and it's not weird that men dress as women or, do you know, they're a bit more open to that stuff. So mm, yeah. but obviously when I, and I don't know about yourself, when we were at school, that stuff wasn't as at the forefront. Not at all. Oh my no. God, no, it was deemed weird, it wasn't was, it? Yeah. It was deemed Girls weird. Girls like girly things, I put in air quotes, boys like boyish things. You know what I mean? I wanted to go and play football and none of the boys would let me. I was playing football with all the boys, yeah. <laughs> Did you get any stick for playing football with the boys? Um, No, not really, no. I wasn't one of, like, the kind of girly girls of the year. I was, like, mm. the tomboy in a way, but I, I never got... I never really got bullied for that at all. That's good. Did, did, so did you two get nothing like that at school? Is it? It's, I think it's different with girls, isn't it, sometimes? 
Kind of. I mean, there, there were a few people in my school that came out in the LGBT spectrum. Some were trans. Well, one was trans, which I thought was incredible, incredible bravery. At that age, yeah. In an all-girls school as well, wow. transitioning from female to male. Um, and then we had a couple of bisexuals. There was me, the closeted lesbian, but I was way too afraid to let anyone know. Like, <laughs> I didn't come out in school. I came out after school. But there was the, there was the odd few, and I think, for me, they were very inspiring yeah amazing because they were not afraid to be who they were yeah, yeah. but then generally speaking in the atmosphere there was a lot of boys and boyfriends and everyone was talking about the cool fit boys at the at the local private boys school and they were like oh my god you know like yeah we're gonna go to this party and you are you gonna get with him you're gonna get with him he fancies you he fancies you so it was all sort of ingrained of what you're supposed to do and I, I, it sounds like it was a similar situation for you with okay you're a boy so you must like this and you must like that and you're not allowed to do this and you're not allowed to do that and then if you did kind of go off that path people wouldn't be like oh that's cool you you don't like what we like we want to learn about it they'd be like you're different you're weird yeah well at that age <laughs> at that age like being different is something to be picked on isn't mm. it because you're not the same as everyone else absolutely and I think it really stays with you but I think as an adult when you look back on it it's that thing of like I look back now and I think do you know what I feel so powerful because you never picked on me for myself mm. you picked on me for the things that I was into which has nothing to do with me yeah yeah they didn't get to know you yeah, if they were saying I was a horrible person, but I'm like, no, you shot me down because of what I was interested in. Nothing to do with me. So like, yeah, it kind of makes you feel powerful as an adult. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So you know how you sort of knew from a pretty young age? Would you say perhaps maybe if your mum had raised it with you, you know, if she'd come and said, talk to you about it and educated you about it, or, you know, you had a conversation about the existence of gay people and and all the people in the LGBT community, do you think that would have helped you? Um, I don't know, because I feel like when it happened, I was ready. I feel like mm. if someone would have had that conversation with me about gays and that, it probably would have made me, at the time, kind of embarrassed. Um, yeah. I feel like with a lot of people's coming out, only you know when the right time is. Yeah. Um, and even though I was a carefree child, I think the experience in secondary school made me go, if I'd have stayed the way I did as a primary school kid, I probably would have came up really early. Yeah. But I think going through the secondary school stuff kind of took me back. So, yeah, I think even if she'd have had that chat with me, if I wasn't ready, I think I would have just changed the subject mm. because my family and me, especially, are the kind of people that if we don't want to talk about something, we could shut it down quite easily. We're not really yeah. the kind of people that are really open with our feelings. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I mean we talk a lot about coming out to yourself and I think mm. if, if someone maybe questions your sexuality and that before you've even come out to yourself it's yeah, quite challenging isn't it because you're yeah. forced to you're forced to face that absolutely and I think also there's two or three forms of coming out because I think you first have to process that you're not into the sex that you're told you should be into mm -hmm. then you have to process okay I fancy the same sex mm. and then you have to process oh the sexual side of it because at first you just look at someone and think oh like he's really pretty but you don't imagine yourself sleeping with them do you yeah well that, yeah that's it I mean you're figuring that out but also that's the ages that you're figuring out sexuality yeah, yeah. it's so confusing <laughs> and they don't really I don't know if they do now and I don't know if they ever will but when they teach like sex education in school they don't teach gay or lesbian no. sex no. do you know what I mean and I, I don't know if they should but 
you don't you have to learn on the internet or through friends don't you like it's not a thing that's taught yeah i know there's a lot of education that that needs to be taught i think and there probably there might be people out there that disagree with me that's totally fair enough but i mean i would say it's an important thing to happen in schools especially for kids that are curious and wondering and even if it's just to reassure them that it's normal and that there's safe this is how you do it and it's safe and it happens yeah i mean there's a lot on tv and films that are doing Mm. that right now and it's just oh it's so nice to see isn't it that's so like normalized on some films it's it's great yeah and i think it's powerful now because kids are not seeing it as such a weird thing yeah it's not like oh my god there's a gay person do you know what i mean that's kind of going now yeah and yeah i'm now looking back i'm so grateful that i that i got so badly bullied because i think it made me coming out even stronger and it's made me such a tough person today like the only thing I would change about my story is being forced out. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't feel what my cousin did was of any help. Obviously, mm-hmm. not just for me, but then it also puts... People forget that for your parents, too, it's a pressure because they don't understand or know how to deal with a child that could be gay. Like, what do they say? Yeah. What do they do? So for her to put that pressure on my mum also was more sad for me than coming out, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so that part of it, is something that I'm, I think I'll always be upset about because I'll never get that back that she kind of forced me out. Yeah, she took that moment away from you in a way. Yeah, that's some. That's everyone's personal story to tell. Do you know Absolutely, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that was your moment to have. It was your conversation to have with your mum when you were ready and it should have been completely in your control how you were going to do it and when you were going to do it. And... Absolutely. Well, we're looking for some parents to come on. So if, yeah. if your mum wants to talk to us about her story, get her on. <laughs> she would love that, imagine. <laughs> no, but we could we be like because... Danny, the sequel. Yeah, I mean, you make you make a good point about that it, it is hard for parents. They confuse themselves because not only are they coming to terms with the fact that their child might be queer or gay or identify any different, the belief systems that they've had growing up are so different to to the times right now so they they've got to battle themselves and mm-hmm. that's why we do want to speak to some parents because their journey from figuring that out to then their story with the child coming out and the, you know the whole like 180 of what they do yeah and like that how their mindset completely changes and stuff i just think that people will learn a lot from listening to their stories i really do yeah no i think you're right and i think also for parents like people just say to them well ask your child if they're gay and I'm like, but it's not as easy as just, uh, like, how do you, like, if you thought a friend was gay, you, you wouldn't just necessarily go up to him and straight away ask. Like, yeah. it's not as easy as just going up to a kid and saying, are you gay? Yeah. That's like, it, yeah. you can't just do that because what if they're not? Do you know what I mean? It's. Yeah, well, there's a lot of anxiety around it. Like, do you offend them? What do you say? How do they want there's to be approached? Do they want to be left? It, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a real tough one. It is a real tough one. But um, yeah. That would be great to yeah. get parents on. Definitely. Well, Danny, a question that we ask everyone, what would you say to your pre-closeted self or maybe maybe to the guy that just started high school just before, you know, the bullying came and that? What advice would you give to yourself? Oh, I would say, if we're talking before that started, I would say that life's going to get tough. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to stay as happy as you are, but um, you're going to find that again. For now, you have to go through this shit to come out the other yeah. side. Um, and I would say that um, please don't let anyone else make you the person that you're not because being you 
is the most powerful thing in the world. Um, and you are special and yeah, I'm getting really emotional. Oh, no, me I too, know, me no, too. Oh my right. God. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've never really, to be honest. never really spoke that in depth. Yeah. About coming out. But yeah, when you think back to your former self, I don't know if you're the same, but yeah, that losing yourself is tough. And yeah. I just, I would say to anyone that's younger and struggling with coming out and being the person that they think they need to be, don't because in this world, there is only one of you, and that is the most powerful thing that you have. Whether you think your hair is thick or your bum's too small, or <laughs> like only you have got that. So yeah. make the best of it and be you and be strong because one day someone's gonna want what you have. Um so yeah, I would say to I would say that to myself, like, keep doing you. It's gonna get tough, but you'll make it. Oh, I love that. Oh my God, I'm getting shivers. Me too. I think that's such an important piece of advice to give as well because the realistic side of it is it's not all going to be, it's not all going to be fine and dandy for some people, for most people coming out, I think. And to accept that sometimes you might be given a hard time and there will be people out there that will give you shit and make it hard for you. Yeah. But if you stay true to who you are, you're confident in who you are, you're There's proud time to of, blossom. Yeah, you're <laughs> proud of what makes you you, whether that's your little bum or your gayness yes. or your straightness or your queerness or your whatever it is, you will overcome those people and that will, that confidence you have in yourself and the pride will definitely overtake the negativity you receive from other people because they don't matter mm. and it's going to build you into a much stronger person in the future. Like Danny. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope so. I'm, yeah, getting by now. <laughs> you look like you're thriving. Yeah. Got a beaming smile, looking handsome. We love it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think as you get older, I just, yeah, I've gone back to that person now. I don't care. I just do me. And if you don't like it, then life's too short. I mean, you don't pay my bills. Off you go. So, yeah, just do <laughs> That's you. That's the one. <laughs> I just say to people, just do you because you're special. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Danny, amazing advice. And before you go then, you also have a podcast. Yes. yes. Tell us what that is about and uh, tell people where to find you. Yes. So me and my friend, we do a podcast. It's called Pop Over Podcast. Um, it's on all streaming platforms. We literally just do a monthly roundup of new music that we like, new TV shows. So there's Drag Race in there, Little Mix, Steps, anything that's current and that we love. We just talk about it, give our opinions and, um, yeah, get you to share yours. So if you're a fan of pop and anything cheesy reality, then, yeah, give us a little check out. If you want to hear this voice, then, yeah, pop over. Oh, my God, I can't wait. I know, I'm so excited We're going to listen. It's going to be our car journey podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. Getting proper into the pop spirit, ready to go back out into Canal Street, ready for RuPaul. Yes, love it. Yes, love that. Danny's going to get us in the zone. I'm so excited. Party, girls, party. Amazing. Oh, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and listening to that story. I certainly feel very emotional Very moved by that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that story. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, cheers. Oh, thank you for having me and have a lovely day. Oh, you oh, too. You too. <laughs> See you soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, Danny, what a story. I know. What a legend as well. Really is Danny I the know. legend. It sounds like he went on a bit of a, a journey there through mm. growing up, but 
Now he's himself mm-hmm. and loving life and thriving. And he's proud, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. As that. it should be. Mm-hmm. Well, on the next episode, we're speaking to Jackie, aka Lynx, L Y N C S. She's on Spotify. Uh, if you don't already listen to her, definitely look her up. Just being honest is probably my favourite song of hers. So, yeah, go and have a listen. Is that you being honest? Yeah, I'm just being honest. (laughs) (laughs) That is my favourite song. (laughs) She tells us what coming out was like for her growing up in Pennsylvania, USA, and how her experience has influenced her songwriting and music career today. Mm, She's now in Brooklyn, New York, and that's where she'll be speaking to us from. NYC, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Big Apple. So yeah, we also ask her to talk about our favourite songs of hers and to tell us the inspiration behind the lyrics. So that's kind of cool that we get a bit of a insight into our favourite songs. Come to Queer Podcast for the inside scoop. Now we've got artists on the show. We I love know. it. Yeah, but seriously, hit her off on Spotify before the episodes and then you know what songs she's talking about. Yeah, definitely. Have a listen and then give us a cheeky DM. Send us your favourite song of hers. Let us know. Well, thanks for listening and we'll see you next week for episode... What number, Gabs? Six. six. <laughs> Episode six with links. We can't wait. See you a lot. Bye. Bye.